everyone's uh, version of romance also yeah. looks different. Mm-hmm. Like for someone, it could be like the hottest thing ever to like just pay the bills every month. Yeah. Like even <laughs> if it's not all your like just like taking care of it, like splitting yeah. financially, but your partner pays all yeah. the bills like ooh, that's hot <laughs> and for somebody else it could be something completely different yeah, you know so yeah. like romance is up to the in the eye of the beholder yeah that's, yeah yeah so Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to give you a quick wedding tip of the week provided by A. Cherie Couture Alterations and Custom Wedding Dresses. So the wedding tip of the week is before setting up a design consultation with us to design your own unique wedding dress, make sure you go and try on a variety of dress styles and silhouettes so you can make sure you like the dress shape on your own body. This will help to finalize all of your ideas in your mind and make it much easier to communicate the details you want in your custom dress to your dress designer. Make sure to check out Aishiri Couture if you're looking to create and design your own custom dream dress or if you're needing wedding dress alterations. What's up, bridal babes? I hope you're ready to talk weddings with me on another exciting episode of your favorite wedding podcast, Bridal Buzz. I'm your host, Kat, and today we're joined by one of our favorite co-hosts, special guests in the studio. Her name is Priscilla Rodriguez, and she is the owner-founder of Modern Wellness Counseling um, here in San Antonio, Texas. So I'll let her tell you a little bit about that. And then today's topic is going to be all about premarital counseling. So if you're recently engaged, if your wedding's coming up, this is something that you should be thinking about. And we're going to dive into all of the little nooks and crannies that go along with it. So Priscilla, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love coming on to this podcast and just kind of sharing just like some little you know tips for everyone so like Kat said I'm Priscilla Rodriguez I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and own modern wellness counseling we primarily focus in on working with couples either who couples who are dating engaged all the way to have been married for longer than I've been alive so, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always great just to work with couples who are at the beginning stages um, we share a lot of tips and resources through our online courses, as well as through premarital counseling, which we'll be talking a little bit more about today. Um, but just anything from foundational tips to communication, intimacy, finances, how to set boundaries with family. Um, so, so much great information on over with us. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. And yes, I feel like premarital, just like at that beginning, it's such an important time to establish all of those right. really important you know foundational skills like you're saying of just being on the same page and being set up for success for mm-hmm. potentially you know going to see you 50 years from now yeah. too it's like um the need for counseling doesn't stop either mm-hmm. and i think that we're going to talk a little bit about that today of kind of like who should go to counseling, why you should go to counseling, what should, you know, determine that. Um, And I think it's not as taboo as people, you know, think it is. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have huge dilemmas in your relationship to to benefit from counseling. So Mm -hmm. we'll definitely get into that. But Bridal Babes, I'm excited. We're going to learn so much. We're going to have some cool stories, some chaotic stories today. Um, But first, I'm just going to ask 
a couple of questions so that we can get to know premarital counseling on a deeper level. So first off, what is premarital counseling? Yeah, so premarital counseling is just an opportunity for couples to come in, they take an assessment, and they really look at their individual strengths and together, how does that help the relationship? Then we look at their individual areas of improvement and kind of how does that impact the relationship? Because a big thing with premarital counseling and really also couples counseling is Yes, we look at the relationship, but also y'all are two individual people, right? right? And with premarital counseling, I want both individuals to realize, okay, just because you're in this relationship and getting married doesn't mean that your own individual identity goes Hmm. out the window, because that's a huge part. Um, So it's always kind of making sure that both people are heard. The way we do that is making sure that both people understand themselves individually and then kind of look at the couple together. Um, So couples counseling is just an opportunity to kind of see, okay, how do I strengthen us, right? How do I contribute to what we're working towards, which is marriage and kind of this like long-term relationship. Yeah. So what would you say is the difference between couples counseling or premarital counseling, Mm -hmm. or is it the same thing just dependent on what the couple's goal is? Yeah. So for, in our practice, the biggest difference is that couples counseling, they kind of come in with the specific situation or kind of concern, Hmm. whether that is um, intimacy, some sort of betrayal, um, some sort of, um, you know, specific communication issues, they want to come in and address a concern. Um, Whereas premarital counseling, they're saying, hey, you know what, this really matters to me. Maybe I've seen some divorce in like my media family or have had friends and I just want to make sure that we're headed off on a you know, kind of with a more solid foundation. Yeah. So they come in, it's more of like a learning opportunity and kind of just making sure that everything's kind of get started off on the right track okay. um, versus sometimes with couples counseling, they're kind of coming in after the fact, after something has already been kind of shaking that foundation. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I hope that uh, helps anyone else out there understand the difference. <laughs> um, and what kind of counselors offer premarital counseling? Yeah, so we have um, some licensed marriage and family therapists as well as licensed professional counselors. Okay. Um, so as long as they are trained, which our clinicians in our practice are trained to provide this kind of curriculum and help with working with couples, um, as long as there is like relationship and couples um, training that the clinician has. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Um, who should seek out premarital counseling? I am biased and I will say everyone (laughs) should um, seek out a premarital counseling, but especially if it was really like if you were to ask yourself like, okay, what examples did I have growing up um, of what a romantic relationship means? And if it was something that it's like, okay, I know I can replicate that and it's also realistic, right? And Mm -hmm. the reason I say that is because sometimes people say, I never saw my parents fight ever. It's like, well, maybe they were just really good at making sure you were asleep by right. the time yeah. they had these important conversations, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how like how do you yourself manage conflict? How do you yourself manage anxiety or worry? How do you turn to someone and express that emotional vulnerability? Um, because that is all something that we discuss in premarital counseling. Um, again, just to help couples be able to turn to each other and not feel like, oh, my partner is just going to make fun of me or... They're just going to, they're not going to be there for me, right? Because that's yeah. kind of the hurtful piece. Um, so I think if if you're able to kind of say, hey, you know, I already behave this way. Like maybe it's, 
you know, maybe you're not like the person who needs it, hmm. right? You will still benefit from it. Though. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we do kind of go over a huge series of questions. But definitely if it's been challenging for you growing up, um, just seeing that like solid foundation and what that can look like for you and you're able to, or you've, you yourself have had trouble in past relationships, mm -hmm. you know, I would definitely recommend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what do you think would be the main benefit of doing premarital premarital counseling as a couple mm -hmm. for those kind of relationship foundational issues versus counseling on your own? Yeah. Um, and I think if there's some individual concerns, whether that is past trauma, just other personal relationships that are hard to manage on your own, right? That pre-existing before the relationship, right, would be very beneficial. Mm. But with couples count, or even in premarital counseling, for sure, right? Like we do practice that interaction together. I always let my couples know, like, this is going to feel awkward. This is going to feel weird. <laughs> this is going to be robotic, right? And they're like, oh, okay. Um, but we it's very experiential for them to like know like, oh, that's how you do it. Right. Right. Versus here, read this book. Now do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. sometimes it's still like a little weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. You can have a tool mm -hmm. up here, but it, yeah. if it's not being put into practice. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so what are some of the common misconceptions about premarital counseling? I would say the biggest one is that people, couples may think we have to have a problem. Hmm. Right, we have to have a problem to go to premarital counseling. We, if we go to premarital counseling, then why are we getting married? Um, which is like a big, yeah, misconception when it comes yeah. to like, okay, it's not necessarily that you have a problem. It's more so that you like care about it, and this is important for you, mm -hmm. right? And this is why you're choosing to together go through this process. Yeah. When should a couple start premarital counseling? I would recommend, you know. Anywhere from four to six months before their wedding. That way they have enough time to kind of, you know, the wedding's still far enough to where they're not like last minute things. Oh my gosh, I have to do everything, right? Or even after their honeymoon. Mm. Um, just because you already got married doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you're still in those early stages of your relationship. Um, so maybe the wedding planning process is just like... You're like, I can't add anything else to, yeah. to my schedule or to my plate, and that's just too much. So I've had couples who maybe we got started before their wedding day, and they found, you know what, this is just like too much for us. Like, can we finish the program afterwards? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, again, just because you have this one-day event, your relationship is still going to continue, right? So it doesn't necessarily play a huge role um, in that process. Right. Couples can get a Together in Texas certificate if they are in the state of Texas to save money on their marriage license. So obviously, if you want that, do that before you get married, <laughs> um, before you go to the courthouse. But um, but yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good to know for me as someone who has definitely put it on the back burner. <laughs> um, I was talking to my mom about it earlier today. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm interested to know if it has to be pre-marriage to mm -hmm. be pre-marital. Yeah. <laughs> because I really do envision Jackson and I like mm -hmm. having so much more time and mm -hmm. just like breathability yeah. in our life after our wedding right and i feel like yes i want to utilize your online resources mm -hmm. before but i'll probably be doing premarital counseling <laughs> post marriage <laughs> and i'm so embarrassed to say it but it just is one of those things where from the beginning mm -hmm. i was like oh i'm gonna do this we're gonna do this and it just didn't happen mm -hmm. and now i'm like 
I can't do it now. Yeah. Like there's five weeks before my wedding. Right, right. What the heck am I supposed <laughs> to do? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it's definitely reality. good to know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's grace. Your counselor's yeah. not going to be like, nope, you've already been married. Yeah. <laughs> can't take counseling. Um, okay. So here are some questions we got from some of the bridal babes that submitted on our Instagram story when we asked. Uh, the first one is, what are reasons to get a prenup? Yeah. So I would definitely say for a prenup for um, – it would be helpful if you – Maybe have a family-owned business if you yourself own your own business where you're at financially or if you have children prior to your relationship, mm. right, that you want to make sure that they get everything in the case something were to happen, um, you know, whether, God forbid, like through death or, you know, a, a yeah, divorce anything. or something. So um, so I think those would definitely be reasons um, why a prenup would be beneficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like just extending off of this, like, should it be a red flag if there's a prenup? being proposed how do you have a conversation about that with your partner i don't think it's a red flag i think going in it would be um you know your partner would understand like hey this these are things that you value are a priority for you yeah um and if you're kind of sharing this part of hey this is important for me to feel secure that my family-owned business stays over here um and the only way for me to feel secure is to have it legally <laughs> written out yeah. um, or for my children to kind of have this, such a, you know, already set in place. Mm. Um, you know, you're not planning to get a divorce. You're not planning to, um, you know, just because it's a prenup doesn't necessarily mean that this part of right. you no longer trust me. Yeah. Right. It's just, hey, like this is stuff that's important that was already set in place before us. Yeah. And that's kind of still important in, yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Protecting your own assets at Mm -hmm. the end of the day like and I think there is this kind of envision of a prenup of like oh like you're just hogging all your money Mm -hmm. or yeah you're setting yourself up for divorce like Mm -hmm. you're expecting the worst out of it um but I think you brought up some good points like I didn't even think about um coming into a marriage with children and Mm -hmm. wanting to make sure that they were taken care of and things like that Mm -hmm. because things can get sticky things can Mm -hmm. get tricky if things aren't laid out ahead of time right which is exactly why we have a will it's why we have Mm -hmm. you know all these insurance plans in place but yeah yeah, so i think that i'm glad that question was asked because i was like huh i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. but that's definitely a premarital question um Mm -hmm. so the next one is my partner is nervous for premarital counseling what do i do um i think it would be just okay to ask like what are you like what part of premarital counseling are you nervous about Mm. right some people say um i'm speaking to a stranger right i don't why do we have to speak to a stranger over something that is already good right (laughs) um and i think it's kind of just one of those things where it's like you're to have to go in seeing it again as we're just learning right not oh, we're going in and they're going to tell us all of our flaws and all the reasons why we shouldn't get married. Right, <laughs> right? yeah. Because um, that's not the point of premarital counseling. Um, and I think it's okay to, for the partner to definitely, they can call the clinician. They can kind of just say, like have their own questions if they want. They can definitely, that be the first thing that's addressed mm. in the first session. Um because doing something new can be a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. And, that, and we totally get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I grew up going to therapy off and on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm used to that kind of environment. Yeah. But not everybody is. Right. So there's definitely different approaches and different mm-hmm. lifestyles. And yeah. it all impacts people's ability to just mm-hmm. kind of do different things for yeah. sure. Um, but conversations. Always. Mm-hmm. Communication. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I have a three-month engagement. Is that enough time for premarital counseling? Wow, three-month engagement. That is <laughs> Good luck. fast. <laughs> I hope it's not like a huge wedding. Um, you can definitely like still fit it in, um, especially if you do like an online course that can be, you know, you do that on your own pace. Again, it doesn't have to be done before your wedding date. Yeah. Some people do the online course because they still get the together in Texas certificate, so they can do that in one weekend. Sometimes people will see that like, oh, we're just going to do a staycation or do our own little like couples retreat. Oh, okay. Right? Interesting. And, and they can get the course and then like that's how they treat that weekend. Yeah. Um, or they can kind of do two sessions a week kind of thing. But then again, it's like really fast paced. So um, it doesn't have to be done before you know, you say, I do in yeah. front of people. So what would your typical length, if someone was to do like one a week, would it be six months about or? It would be um, about eight weeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like two to three months, because again, we understand that sometimes a week to week isn't always um, realistic for right. people's schedules. So every now and then we'll have to like skip a week. And again, we just want to make sure that attending couples counseling isn't just like another stressor <laughs> right for, yeah for the couple yeah for this bridal babe i would probably recommend they take that post premarital yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-post whatever you want right. to call it yeah just because there's going to be so many things to do yeah. in that three months mm-hmm. that it it's just going to be too much yeah. to cram into oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. especially if they're needing to do like two a week to get right there. yeah um okay and then last one from the bridal babes before we move on to the internet how do you do it with no time? Help. We're busy, but I know I want to take part in this. Mm. I feel like that's a common thing just with wedding planning in yeah. general. It's like, how do you do this when you're both working full-time jobs? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a part of associations, you know, yeah. whatever outside of work. Like, maybe you're also going to grad school at the same time. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you recommend balancing it for yeah. couples that are in that situation? Yeah, yeah. For my really busy couples, um, I do recommend their online course. Um, again, you can, it's broken up. Each module is an hour, but then within that module, every video is like three to five minutes. Mm. So maybe it can be like, you know, before dinner, you watch a three to five minute video and then you take that time during dinner to kind of talk about it. Okay. Right. And you kind of like slowly break it up that way. It's also like if y'all are in two different locations, it's a little bit easier to, to do it that way as well. Because sometimes if your only time available is like 10 p.m. at night, you may not find a clinician who is available right. to do premarital counseling at 10 p.m. at night. Um, so that's definitely kind of um, my go-to if it is really busy. You know, yeah, especially if you're in graduate school or if you both have full-time jobs or sometimes if one person's in a certain type of field where they're doing like overnight shifts. Um so yeah, so I think that can be like your first go-to. And then the second one would be, you know, are is it possible to schedule this out, you know, three weeks that, you know, in, in chunks. Right. right, yeah. So we do sometimes do like what's called like a little like marathon sessions where it's like multiple sessions like back to back. It can be a little fatiguing right <laughs> you know if you're doing like four hours at a time um it's but it's possible yeah <laughs> but it's possible <laughs> okay so i feel like something at least we've learned in the first couple of minutes here is it is really accessible mm-hmm. like you don't have to have two hours a week mm-hmm. for six months leading yeah. up to the wedding you know you could have one hour every other week you could have one weekend mm-hmm. before the wedding where you yeah. just deep dive yeah so it's really like 
you can build your own path in your premarital counseling mm-hmm. depending on your time, your right. financial, I don't know, whatever. I feel like no matter what, it's it's very financially mm-hmm. um, accessible. Yeah. Um, but there's just, yeah, if you're living long distance, mm-hmm. if you, like you said, if you have somebody that works night shifts at the hospital yeah. or, you know, whatever, there's there's an option for you in right. the premarital counseling world. Right, right. So mm-hmm. thank you, Priscilla. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yeah, I didn't say anything about your your belly yet, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I just am like, bridal babes, for those of you who have been with us, listening to Couples Corners, listening to the podcast, watching, you might notice a little bit of difference <laughs> in Priscilla's just shape right now. And I don't know if you want to tell them, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my husband and I are expecting. We are super thrilled. Um, this is our first pregnancy and most likely our last because we're also pregnant with twins. And it's like crazy. But Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so we're super, super excited. Um, we just wanted two kids. I was kind of like in our family planning like thought process when we were like, okay, maybe it's time to get started. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, they're a dream come true. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so yeah, happy for yeah. you guys. Thank you. And I can't wait. I mean, you're, yeah, you're amazing. And you're going to be such a great mom. Those kids Thanks, are so lucky yeah. to have you. <laughs> and I don't know your husband, but I'm sure he's great too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now that we've covered the premarital counseling rapid fire, Let's move on to wedded stories. So, bridal babes, if you've been listening to the episodes in the new studio, you've definitely mm-hmm. heard a lot from the subreddit, uh, just the wedding subreddit, mm-hmm. the wedding subreddit. But since we have our relationship expert in the house today, I thought, why not dive into the subreddit called Relationship Advice? Because I'm not qualified to give my two cents. I'll probably chime in here and there, of course, because I can't help myself, but this is the expert. So listen to what she's saying. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, with that, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to start us off with kind of like a softball. And this is from the wedding subreddit. um, And it's just titled Premarital Counseling. Mm -hmm. Has anyone gone through really good premarital counseling? If it was in person, how did you find it? What were some of the most helpful questions, activities you did? If you followed a book, program, questionnaire, I'd love a recommendation. I'm in a HCOL where therapy goes for 1.30 an hour, so I'm hesitant to randomly choose a therapist and cross my fingers we get our money's worth, dot, dot, dot. So what would your advice be to her or him? Yeah, so I think a big part would be just to maybe reach out to a clinician right and therapist first like check out their website and just see like who does premarital counseling Hmm. um and on their website they should kind of have like this is how we do premarital counseling versus here's a therapist who does anxiety depression trauma premarital counseling and you know parenting and Hmm. right like because it's like well okay like we can't be an expert in everything um so i think definitely being able to like on their website, they should be able to just say, like, this is one of our main services. Yeah. Something that we do, we use a curriculum that is from when I was in grad school called Elevate. And that program really, I really enjoy that one because it talks about the individual first. We That's how we kind of get started. Then we talk about the couple. Then we talk about the couple and the family and then just community. Mm-hmm. Right. So, again, your relationship doesn't just live on its own in your home 
right? It's going to impact your work and it's going to impact so many different pieces. So that's how we kind of talk about that. Um, so I think definitely being able to find someone who is reliable is just to see, do they like specialize in this? Right. Um, and if they don't ask for a referral, I know it can be like, kind of like, oh, it was very, very niche, right? Like very, very specific, but you're going to get so much more out of that experience right. and you're you know, financial investment, your time investment, if it is someone who does like actually enjoy that and knows what kind of curriculum to pull and activities and workbooks or worksheets right. um, versus it just being like, so tell me why you're here. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here for Puma. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good point of like, I mean, think about it in the terms of doctors you'd go to for your mm -hmm. physical health too. Like mm -hmm. if you have, if you know you're going for something specific. Yeah. Go to a specific doctor. Yeah. I mean, you can go to your general doctor, but they're probably going to end up giving you a special uh, specialization mm -hmm. right. person anyways. So I feel like that's a pretty fair point. Of, mm -hmm. Like you're not going just be to in general find out what's going wrong, like mm -hmm. so general men mental health. It's a very specific right. um, category. Mm -hmm. So look for someone who specializes in that yeah. category. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. oh, I like that. Do you have any like helpful questions that would be good to go over or like helpful questions that you should be asking your potential counselor? Um, yeah. So if you are kind of looking for counselor, you can definitely give that office a call, whether it is their like intake coordinator or the clinician themselves. You can, some questions you can ask are, um, how long have you been doing therapy? How long have you been working with couples? What type of curriculum does your practice or do you use when working with premarital couples? Um, if you are in the state of Texas, you can ask them, do they offer together a Texas certificate? How long does it normally take to get through premarital counseling? Um, and then you can also ask, you know, just like in general, what is kind of like something like you value or like your core value or something that you're like passionate about? Um, the reason I like throw that in because it's not necessarily related to their um, like accreditation. Yeah, like, yeah, their credentials and anything. But you're also talking about things that are intimate. Yeah. Um, so you also want to make sure that you like the person. Yeah, you want to vibe <laughs> with your counselor for sure. Yeah. Check yeah. them out on social media. Like, do you like their voice? Mm. <laughs> like, just like little things like that. Yeah. 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 Because everybody has their own preferences. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this one is from the Relationship Advice subreddit. Mm -hmm. My 28 male boyfriend suddenly wants premarital counseling before he proposes to me, 23 female. We have been together for two years. My proposal isn't really a secret and I know it's happening next month. Boyfriend randomly woke me up yesterday at 12 a.m. to demand we go to premarital counseling. Was really caught off guard. We haven't had any huge argu arguments in the last few months. I don't mind going, but he hasn't really said why he wants to go. He won't ask me to marry him if I don't go. He already goes to a therapist on his own and recently saw her. All he said was, it's his fault for not putting his foot down and letting me walk all over him? Said we needed more boundaries. This is new to me, and the first that I'm hearing he feels this way. He offers to help me with a lot of things, chores, making my plate for dinner, gassing up my car, and I never turn down the help. I do ask for simple things like this from him, but I didn't know it was annoying him that bad. I do much of the same for him without him asking, because he shouldn't have to ask. If I know something needs to be done, I just do it. This isn't a one-sided relationship. We both work and contribute equally to our finances and home. 
I asked if we go through with the proposal and make an appointment the week after for therapy. He said no. I'm kind of at a loss. I've been extremely anxious at work for the last 48 hours. He's been sleeping on the couch. Will barely say two words to me. This happened out of nowhere and I really don't know what to do or say. I wouldn't be so freaked out if he just told me what the issue is, but he is being extremely vague. He didn't cheat, which is what I thought this was about. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm crazy. He gets in these moods where he's impulsive and flip-flops in his decisions. This feels like another one of those times, but worse. Yeah, really scary for mm-hmm. him to just be like, we need to do this or else. Out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I think there's this part, like, she mentioned this part of he's already going to see his own therapist. Yes. He's already, you know, this is something that came up. Boundaries were kind of discussed. So something is happening on his end that he's wanting to make sure. I don't want this to continue down the yes. road. Right. But it sounds like he's having a really hard time being able to communicate what that is. Right. Um, beforehand. Yeah. Um, and it may be that premarital counseling, like getting in front of someone else can help him just feel comfortable in knowing how to communicate that right which can help in the future even for her own anxiety of like okay we have practiced how to do this mm-hmm. when he is nervous when he is anxious all of a sudden there's this quick reaction mm-hmm. she responds with anxiety oh my gosh what's going on so many questions right all of that can be addressed in a counseling session yeah right so that way this may not be the first or the only time that one of them will wake up one day and say like oh we need to fix this right? yeah um so it could also be like a good opportunity to just figure out okay moving forward how can they just address situations like this differently to where both people feel okay i can turn to you i can openly talk to you you heard me out yeah. okay i don't we don't have to sleep on the cat, you know, sleep in separate yeah. rooms all of a sudden. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be beneficial just to address that communication piece. Yeah. And whenever something is coming up, like how to kind of address that moving forward. Yeah. The sleeping on the couch and like the lack of communication mm-hmm. makes me really sad for our mm-hmm. OP here just because that's something that I can't do. I cannot yeah. go to bed in an argument with Jackson Mm -hmm. when we were really early on in our relationship, there were times where it'd be like sleep in separate rooms, blah, blah, blah. But then like two hours into it, like we make up, you know, it's like, I just, I can't fall asleep Mm -hmm. when I'm Mm -hmm. in that state of tension. Yeah. Um, so I can't even imagine how she's feeling, um, with this idea of just like not knowing what's going on, you know, it's like, I call it just like being in a state of limbo, Mm -hmm. like, where are we, you know, I thought we were going to get engaged next month. And now you're saying like, you're not going to like, you have a hard stance on what has to happen now Mm -hmm. in order to get a proposal, which I also am like, I don't think that's healthy. Like, I Mm -hmm. think there should be more of a discussion around that. Um, especially if you guys are looking to be a partnership, Mm -hmm. like obviously like if you want premarital counseling, that's something that should happen. I don't, Mm -hmm. and if your partner doesn't want to do that, then that's a conversation that needs to happen. But I don't know. I just, I, I feel like maybe he is the kind of person that does, like you're saying, need that third party mm-hmm. present to, f- to actually be able to feel safe opening mm-hmm. up. Um, and I just, I wonder what kind of person OP is, how conflicts have been handled in the past. Yeah. Like if he's gotten to this point where he doesn't actually feel safe mm-hmm. telling her when they're at home alone right. and, and maybe she doesn't realize the kind of emotions that he, 
or she's bringing up in him when she she has those reactions. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of withdrawal sounds like on his end, right? This yes. avoidance. Yes. Um. Yeah, which isn't help helpful. Um. Mm-mm. Or healthy for anyone. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope they they get it figured out. Um. Let's see what some of these top comments are. So our top comment is a a quote from what OP said, and it's the part where she goes, I asked if we could go through with the proposal and make an appointment the week after for therapy. And then the commenter said, why? I mean, aside from the blindsiding and communication issues on his part, which sure are clearly a problem, waking up at midnight instead of a normal time, this clearly matters to him and therefore should matter to you. And if there's a looming problem in a relationship, even if you don't fully get what his problem is, it surely makes sense to deal with that first, not push for a proposal beforehand. There's honestly no way of knowing if this is him being impulsive, anxious, paranoid, or if there's some major issue that he's been suppressing and just not talking to you about. But either way, do the counseling and get it sorted. It sucks that he's refusing to elaborate, but quite possibly this is one reason he wants to go. He's unable to express issues clearly and wants the help of a mediator. Mm-hmm. And OP responds saying, I'm going. I think I was just nervous at the thought. To me, the counseling, it seems like a bit of a downer before I get a chance to be excited about my pending engagement. I don't know. We had talked about doing it during the wedding planning period previously, but now he is rejecting the idea. I really don't mind going, but part of me also feels like I did something to him to cause this shift and it makes me uncomfortable. She got four downvotes on that comment. Mm Y'all be nice to her. (laughs) Like, even if you don't agree with her opinion here she's going through a lot of emotions and i hate it when people downvote like that (laughs) it's like be nice but it does seem like she's taking a lot of it personally yeah which i'm sure some of it is personal right but yeah it was sprung up on her which is a little like Mm nerve-wracking um but there's also this like idea some like belief for her too that counseling like is a punishment like i'm like I did something wrong. It's going to be a downer. Yeah, there's something off, right? Um, I think it can be helpful, like, especially if someone is saying, like, hey, this is something important, right? Like, hey, this is something I want to do, right? Could he have brought it up differently? Yeah, of course, (laughs) right? (laughs) I mean, I think um, everyone has room for improvement, right? Which I hope that if they, yeah, they still continue to go to premarital counseling, that that's also something that's addressed. Yeah. Right. Of when there's a presenting issue, how do you let your partner in mm-hmm. um, versus it just being kind of this like ultimatum kind of thing that pops in the up. middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's at least he's recognizing I need room for growth. He's going to therapy. He recognizes there's room for growth in his relationship and he's not running away. Mm-hmm. He's wanting to work on it. So that mm-hmm. I appreciate for sure. Yeah, I think, OP, don't be afraid of the idea of premarital counseling, meaning there's something wrong with you or something wrong in your relationship. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. he loves you and still wants to go through with the proposal, Mm -hmm. but he just needs to feel a little bit more firm or something needs to happen. But he's he's not saying I'm I'm ending this. Yeah. So there's still hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next story. Is two years enough time to date before getting engaged? I'm female 30 and he's male 30. I have been dating my boyfriend for two years now. 
Half of it has been long distance. He's in med school, spent some time after college chilling, doing non-degree medical work. He's male 30 and I'm female 30. He treats me well like a long-term partner, but he says the next steps would be for us to move in together next year after he graduates and he never brought up any marriage plans. I'm ready to move forward and honestly beginning to get a little resentful for him never bringing up marriage. He changes the subject if I talk about marriage indirectly or says he feels attacked when I ask about his future plans directly. I think that we could get engaged and maybe get married next year before moving in together if he's that committed. Am I moving too fast or is he just not that into me but likes the way things are now and therefore dragging his feet? Hmm. Yeah, so it's not like the long-term plan wasn't, hasn't really been discussed Mm-mm. as far as like what do you envision um, this going? Like what does marriage mean to you? Yeah. Is marriage something that you want in life in Lots general? Lots of big questions. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think that she ha- she's coming from one side right like right. why haven't we taken that next step and i mean in in some way he's also take thinking about just the next step too right and that's time to move in together right um but then the part of i feel attacked if you ask me about my long-term plan yeah. is like what is his next plan yeah like, it's just like, like a question yeah dude. yeah like <laughs> if it's he's in medical school like what like is he thinking of like his residency later like is he thinking that know she doesn't care about his residency like what what else is going on yeah because i think just having like a kind of death not deadline but just like a date to look forward to right like okay after residency it will be make more sense to get married yeah right versus this thing of like i'm not gonna talk about it Hmm. um because there's kind of like at least some sort of goal and kind of hey moving forward in the right similar direction um, that can be helpful and help ease some of that anxiety versus it being, I'm just not going to talk about it because there's this fear. If I talk about it right now, we're going to get married tomorrow. Hmm. Right. That's not the, <laughs> that's not what was yeah. happening either. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's not trying to like move in on the kill. She mm-hmm. just wants to know yeah. where you're coming from. Right. Right. And I feel like if someone were asking me to move in with them, I would at least need to know mm-hmm. where is this going? Yeah. You know, and if they were not mature enough to have the conversation or say i'm not ready to talk about it Mm -hmm. can we talk about it in six months Mm -hmm. like just anything of a mature response instead of getting defensive and feeling like taking like it's a personal attack Mm -hmm. to ask if he's ready for marriage or what Mm -hmm. his long-term plans are with life um yeah that's yeah (laughs) And, and also that original question of two years i don't think that's um too short of a time especially you see couples who are maybe a little older dating less you know like their Mm -hmm. dating time is a little bit less in time versus if it's like a 20 year old um you may see for them it's like a little longer right right because just time wise and life wise you may have things already kind of set in place Mm -hmm. and are kind of ready to take that next step yeah you definitely know yourself better at 30 than you do at 20 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm only 27 so i can't speak for 30 year old me but i also feel like i already you know at 20 at 25 i told my now Mm -hmm. fiance i'm like look i i know i'm at a place in my life where i'm ready to take this next step and if you're not Mm -hmm. then i don't think we're meant for each other because i love you but i'm not going to wait forever Mm -hmm. um to to go into this next step yeah and if i were at 30 i'd definitely feel that way Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like and especially as a as a female like there's 
even if you don't outwardly say it, I feel like there's this subconscious Mm -hmm. inner clock ticking just hormonally that you have no control over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, if if my 30-year-old boyfriend was not mature enough to have a conversation about marriage, I would move on, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm not saying that's what she should do because I don't know enough about their mm-hmm. relationship. But that's I. Sorry. Bye. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Thank you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. yeah, life's too short. Uh, yeah. Especially it, when you know what you want. It's, yeah. And definitely something that should be discussed. Yeah. Um, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, um, early on in the relationship, especially two years. Yeah, preferably right before. before two <laughs> two years, I think. Yeah, right before you move in together, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like maybe premarital counseling, couples counseling mm-hmm. would be helpful, especially if, you know, if she tries to bring it up on his own or, or on her own with him and it's not successful, mm-hmm. it might kind of be like, look, if you can't have this conversation with a counselor, then I don't know where else to go from here, Mm -hmm. you know, but something needs to happen because obviously she's not feeling satisfied with where they're at. Um, and if she were, it wouldn't be a problem, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but she's, she's obviously looking for something more, a little bit more reassurance. And so I don't know, like, do you think premarital counseling would be helpful for them? I think so. And I think it would even be, um, I would even suggest even just saying like just counseling in general. Yeah. Right? Individual. Or just or like couples. Couples counseling. Yeah. Um, Cause there's this like, there's something about marriage for him that is like, like, so, oh, now we're doing premarital counseling. Now we're going to have to get married. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not um, this part of like, just because you do have this conversation at do premarital counseling or like you know it kind of seems like very like oh there's too much pressure right yeah. so just having that conversation of we i want to have this an effective and healthy conversation that kind of moves us forward and clearly doing that on our own is not happening right so how do you feel about getting someone else to kind of step in and help us yeah um right because there's that part of i care about you i care about us i care about myself and just not having answers isn't helpful. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like maybe overthinking his complex, but the fact that he gets so triggered when these kinds of conversations mm-hmm. come up and the fact that he took a couple years in between, um, I think it was, yeah, but between undergrad and med school. I'm like, I feel like he's the kind of person who grew up with parents that put a lot of pressure on him to have a certain timeline, to be a certain person. Mm -hmm. And he's like in full rebellion. He's like, I'll be a doctor, but on my own timeline. (laughs) I'll get married, but on my own timeline. And he doesn't want to have to answer to anybody. And I'm just making a lot of assumptions here, but that's the kind of vibe I'm getting off of this really short paragraph (laughs) that I read about him. So good luck to you guys. And this was actually this month that they posted this. So... Let's see. We've got a top comment here that says, how much of the two years has been long distance? I don't think that two years is too little time to decide upon marriage at your age. However, I do think that you should live together first. I do think that a talk about life plans in a relationship should happen before you move in. How much are you able to spend with him per week, given his med school commitment? And what did he do before he decided upon med school? And OP says about half was long distance. Um, and they updated that in the post after. Mm-hmm. I see him for about a week each month. We live in different cities still, so it's the best I can manage. We have lived together for about one and a half months total in the past. Hmm. 
That's interesting. So they did live together for a little bit, but they only see each other for about a week each month. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What would you recommend in that situation of like being separate, but being a partnership? Like how does that really, how does it change once you're together? You know, like once you're living together. Yeah. When you're long distance, Mm -hmm. you know, only able to see each other once a one week out of the month. That's like not a lot to me. I would, I'd be like, ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be very curious as to how did they maintain the relationship long distance mm-hmm. and with the, with this little, you know, physical proximity. Were there a lot of FaceTimes? Was there a lot of phone calls? Was there a lot of um, just like checking in on you? Kind of like these like little moments of connection, um, just given how busy they both were. Because I'm curious too, like how, like, how did you get to this point right yeah <laughs> um because there can be some really like great like golden nuggets in there as to like okay what are those strengths yeah right um which again something that i always like look for like in a couple like, okay what's working right because mm. let's build off of that yes um versus just like oh this is what your yeah your the concern is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like being able to kind of figure like hey what what has worked for you on the past what was working what is still working and kind of like, how did you get here? Because okay. clearly something was working for yeah. them to make it this far. Yeah. They've gotten two years in. Mm-hmm. She's thinking about marriage. Mm-hmm. There's obviously something about their relationship mm-hmm. that she really wants to be in. Right. So, yeah, I like that. Focusing mm-hmm. on what's working mm-hmm. and like building off of that instead yeah. of what's broken and how can we fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, people are answering her question of is two years enough time which i think is kind of dependent on the couple at the end of the day i know people who have gotten married after six months i know people have gotten married after 10 years Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't think there's a perfect answer there but i think two years is more than enough time to be at a place where you should at least be able to get on the same page about where you're going yeah yeah even if that means your own individual goals Mm -hmm. so wish you guys the best of luck (laughs) i'd love to hear and know like what happens if they're able to kind of work through this if if he's able to have a conversation uh before they move in i hope she doesn't move in before they talk (laughs) (laughs) okay let's see so this one is from the wedding subreddit Mm -hmm. my parents just told me they don't love my fiance and now i'm less excited to get married I'm feeling really down and needing some perspective and support. Basically, my fiance and I have been living together for three years, together for five. We met in college and are getting married in October. We had a party last weekend for everyone who can't make it to our wedding since it's in my hometown and I live in his. I had noticed my parents making really carefully vague statements in the past about their excitement and him, so I finally cornered them when we had some time alone and forced them to tell me about how they were really feeling so we could talk about it. What followed was hours of discussion and tears and how they blame him for me moving so far away, even though I have an awesome job and a great life here. They have a hard time connecting with him, even though I've seen how hard he tries and they are often tough to get along with. And they don't feel like I am, quote, crazy in love enough to get married. We've been together for five years, not sure what they expect. I've been feeling really down since that discussion and I'm having a hard time being as excited now that I know how my parents really feel. We are a close family. I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. So their opinion means a lot to me. 
All of our friends are over the moon for us, so I don't think we're like fundamentally a bad couple or anything, but I'm having a hard time getting back on track when I think about our wedding now. I've made an appointment for premarital counseling so the two of us can talk to someone about our feelings and see if there are some methods we can use to essentially care less about the pressures on us. But for now, I'm feeling really blue. Has anyone else gone through this? Any advice? Am I totally overthinking things? Yeah, that's that's tough, right? For her to kind of like know, like something has been up with my parents, something, right? And obviously wanting that validation and kind of that reassurance from them is really important for her. And they're just kind of saying like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this or yeah. we don't really care too much about him yeah. or he took you from us yeah. essentially is what it sounds yeah. like they're going yeah. for there too so so there could be some concerns about like just boundaries in general um she obviously sounds like they are doing well together as a unit right the anxiety and concern is external when yeah. it comes to that approval yeah. the parents approval right right so like what what would it mean for her if they did give that approval to her? Like, what is that view of herself if they did approve? Mm. Um, what does that mean about her marriage and kind of just, like, the um, longevity of the relationship, right? Because there's something about that that's, like, like, where is that worry coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, she cannot change her parents' mind, right? She cannot control what her parents think. Neither can he, right? Yeah. All they can do is... <laughs> He can be a support system. She can kind of lean on him or lean on her friends. Or like, hey, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? But unfortunately, it's not like her parents are kind of also really kind of dead set as to like what, how they feel. And they took hours in a conversation. I imagine yeah. there was a conversation of why. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like why? Or like what would it take for him, for you to love him? Or what would mm. it take? Right? Which is not like, again, it's like that distance piece of... um Maybe just feeling a little hurt, like you chose him over us kind of thing. Um, Do you think there's an element of being an only child and like the parents having a hard time maybe giving that kind of control up or? Yeah, I would would think so too. Yeah, Yeah, that part of as an only child, I'm sure they put so much effort, energy, love, attention into her and then it'd be like. Right, bye. (laughs) Like that that can be hurtful for them too, right there. Yeah. I'm sure maybe when she went off to college, there was always like a greeting process, right? Um, this part of like, our child is, yeah. you know, flown away. Right yeah, and she lives far yeah. away from them now. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I know for, for my family, my mom would be over the moon if I lived mm-hmm. a door down from her, or, you yeah. know, or in the yeah. same city even. She right. would just be the happiest person. But she's also like not blaming my fiance for mm-hmm. me living in yeah. San Antonio or New Braunfels now. Yeah. Like... Even though we moved here because Mm -hmm. of him, you Mm -hmm. know, nobody's like, oh, Jackson took you to San Antonio. Um, But I do, I wonder kind of like, you know, the the couple's doing premarital counseling, but Mm -hmm. should maybe she go to family counseling with her parents, with her fiance? Like what should, how should that be handled? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would kind of see like if they like are her parents just like saying like we're not even going to attend the wedding we're not even going to support mm. you in this right because they definitely have seen like these extreme reasons right um, if it's hey we're still going to support you we're still you know 
we're just letting you know how we feel about yeah. him, right? Seems like they're supportive yeah. because they kind of like threw her a mini mm-hmm. uh, wedding in their yeah. hometown. Yeah. And it doesn't say anything like uh, my parents aren't coming to the wedding mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. Um, or they, you know, they're not going to pay for something because yeah. I'm marrying him. It doesn't say anything like that. I think it's more so just like. That emotional Yeah, part. the emotional yeah. burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it would be first that she has that conversation with her fiance and having that support and then i think her individually having that couple or that family you know just conversation um and if it is challenging for her to be vulnerable with him and for her to express herself in that way being able to go to family counseling like hey this is kind of what is going on because they may share their own concerns if they haven't Mm. already you know i think sometimes parents may not like partners if you know whether it's not just like a good fit or this part of you're not like super in love but you know there's this piece of like how how's your child like are they being treated well are they yeah. being taken care of right are yeah. they loved are you they know? happy yeah yeah so there's you know other things to kind of be focusing in on yes. versus like you're not over the moon and kind of like you know so in love like in the movies yeah because like, that's also a weird yeah expectation to have yeah especially well. like after being together for five yeah. years like yeah i'm sure they were like that the first couple of months right. but yeah th- it can only last so yeah. long you know like yeah of just like that feeling of infatuation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like there's no other person i'd rather be with i mean i yeah. still feel that way but like yeah it's mm-hmm. it definitely is it's not always um that full-on yeah. passion you mm-hmm. know everyone's a version of romance also yeah. looks different uh-huh. like for someone it could be like the hottest thing ever to like just pay the bills every month yeah. like even <laughs> if it's not all your like just like taking care of it like splitting yeah. financially but your partner pays all yeah. the bills like ooh, mm-hmm. that's hot <laughs> and for somebody else it could be something completely different yeah. you know so yeah. like romance is up to the in the eye of the beholder yeah that's, yeah yeah so <laughs> Um, I do kind of, you know, feel like I can relate to this story Mm -hmm. in a way though, just because I was together with Jackson for basically almost six years when I found out some of my family members Mm -hmm. were like not approving and didn't want to support our relationship. And it's kind of like, we're already at this point where like, I don't know what you think Mm -hmm. kind of difference you can make this deep into it. Like, you know, it would have been great to hear from you three years ago, Mm -hmm. but we're already at a point where we've worked through the problems that you're holding on to and yeah. you just haven't seen it. So, um, it, it is definitely, uh, puts you in the blues. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. relate to that a lot. And yeah. it's not like I'm s- sad about my wedding, but it definitely has taken a lot of joy mm-hmm. out of moments here right, and there, yeah. uh, in the wedding planning experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it comes and goes in waves and I yeah. hope that for OP, that it can be the same, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the sole focus during the rest of her wedding planning that even if the emotions come out, out every now and then, um, that she can just move past it and remember mm-hmm. the happy parts yeah. and, um, the fact that there are so many people out there that support them and are going to be 100% on their team, no matter mm-hmm. what. Um, and I know like, I've heard a lot of stories of parents specifically feeling some type of way before the wedding and then it's like literally the day after the wedding and they're like i'm so sorry can we can we work on a better relationship i wish i would have you know Mm -hmm. had a different attitude some people don't even go to their kid's wedding Mm because they're so upset and then it's like yeah one week later they're like i'm so sorry and i should have been a better parent Mm -hmm. and 
So I don't know if if it just takes the wedding happening for people to realize like this is real. Yeah. Um, and then for them to get over themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that is a common thing I see. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that's that's so hard. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like personal issues or concerns happening there. Mm-hmm. Right. Worries or anxieties um, that are the kind of them being put on to like, if it's from a parent, like putting on to like their child, like, adult child during this like really important time um and maybe even just like an indication of just how things have been throughout the course of that parent-child relationship of child now has to kind of sometimes be on the lookout of how's mom and dad feeling Mm -hmm. um because that's exhausting and then we know how wedding burnout wedding planning burning can happen Mm -hmm. it's really stressful there's a lot happening right so that's just one less thing that doesn't need to be on that person's place yes yes mm-hmm. exactly that's that's like you know focus on the wedding mm-hmm. these family problems can be dealt with after yeah. like <laughs> we'll get there when we get there yeah, yeah um but you've said it before it's like wedding planning is not an excuse to mm-hmm. start to break down all of the family dynamics yeah. and dramas and like mm-hmm. a lot of it comes up but yeah. it's not like <laughs> the time to be yeah. highlighting it and and really like uh, ruminating is that mm-hmm. the right word mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know why that's the word that came to my mind but it is so this is from the relationship advice subreddit my boyfriend 23 male and me 22 female have been talking about marriage my boyfriend and i have been dating for almost two years we have had serious talks about marriage ever since we met and we see each other getting married soon but i don't know if i'm asking the right questions what are some questions you would ask before marriage and what would you expect when married also, what makes a guy husband material while in a relationship? <laughs> I love that last part. <laughs> yeah, so she's, um, yeah, so just kind of wanted to make sure that they like continue that open line of communication, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, Especially at 22 to be like, mm-hmm. you know, what questions do I need to be asking? Like, how, how can I prepare myself for yeah. marriage, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some big ones would be, um, you know, what like what what kind of like family do you want like do you want to have children Hmm. um that's always a big one that comes up um with couples who are engaged is like one person may want kids and then one person may not right well you can't really have half a kid yeah right or even like you can get um, a dog but i don't know (laughs) like do you like adopting yeah like different situations like that everyone has different opinions on right how would you handle if like if in the case infertility was an issue, um, you know, what, what would it take? Like when it comes to, or just like, kind of like, what are your like retirement goals? Mm -hmm. Well, how do you see like finances? How do you manage your own finances? How is that something that we're going to do together? Mm -hmm. Um, and when we say we're going to do it together, like, what are we going to get additional help financial advisor? Are we going to have like, you know, certain policies in place, right? right? Like all these like little things where it's like, we're still having to kind of get other people and like experts and yeah. kind of help or are they the kind of person who's like, no, I'm going to do it by myself and mm. I'm going to do it by myself. Right. Cause that's also something else of like, what kind of personality does the other person have? Um, does that match up with like yours? Yeah. Um, and I'm always like, I'm not an expert in this. Let me find someone who is, I'm not here to recreate the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> 
pulling my husband around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, trust me. I found this person. Uh-huh. You know, we can trust them. Um, so I think that's always, like, something, too, of, like, um, just how does that get the, like, momentum going? Um, other things can just be they've – were they living together already? Um, it doesn't say they've been okay. living together. Yeah. Um, they've been together for almost two years. Yeah. And they're 23 and 22. Yeah, yeah. So how do you handle just, like, chores? Like, home chores. Is it, mm-hmm. like, a, how do you discuss preferences when, can, like, especially, like, just living preferences? Yeah. Um, Some people need all the dishes right. cleaned at the end of right. the night. Some people, it's like, oh, whatever. You yeah. Know, as long as yeah. it's not, like, crusted on there, I'll right. be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, intimacy, right, just some things as far as, like, realistically, like, how many times a week do you want to be physically intimate? Mm-hmm. What does intimacy outside of the bedroom look like for right. you? Because um, intimacy isn't just sexual intimacy, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not just in the bedroom. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> so, like, having those conversations, too, can be really helpful in just being on the same page. Yeah. Um, and I like that question because it prompts me for one of, like, our online courses that we have. Like, we have, like, this – it's – literally it's probably like closer to like three or four hundred questions wow. right? that are super super long yeah you're like where do i start <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're like categorized into like for your home when it comes to parenting okay. when it comes to finances when it comes to you know just like your career yeah. and like relaxing like what does that look like yeah. for you for some person like i want to relax means i'm just gonna lay on the couch mm-hmm. and veg out for the other person's like i'm gonna relax i'm gonna go hike for 10 hours mm-hmm. right it's like whoa like those are very different mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah so um so it's always helpful just to kind of know like where's your partner at today mm-hmm. and then also having to remember that just like you your partner is going to grow um just like you y'all are going to have new experiences and what you like today isn't going to be what they like in 10 years yeah and you have to talk about it and you have to adjust. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you don't have to have the same answers right. to be compatible. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I think, like, being aware is mm-hmm. the most important right. thing. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, okay, while well, you go on your 10-hour hike, I'm going to watch this 10-hour series. Yeah. I'll be in the bathtub. <laughs> I'll see you when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I think sometimes there's that fear of, like compatibility means like identical and mm-hmm. that we doesn't have to do everything yeah. together and sometimes yeah. i'm like wanting that from jackson i'm like please do everything with me because i'm a quality <laughs> time person yeah. so i'm like if you going to the grocery store with me is my love language mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just taking that time to be with me yeah <laughs> but he's like oh you can go grocery shopping alone like you don't need me to i'm like but i do like yeah. emotionally i need you to be with me <laughs> yeah and so like that's definitely something we've had to mm-hmm find a balance in throughout Mm -hmm. our relationship of like I can go alone and Mm -hmm. sometimes I do but I definitely prefer it when he's with me (laughs) right right it's not a matter of not being able to not do it on my own it's that I enjoy that time yeah like I would spend every second with him if Mm -hmm. I could that's Mm -hmm. just who I am yeah so like right now he's currently on his bachelor trip and this is the first time I'm actually in our new home Mm -hmm. alone Mm -hmm. for days yeah because he works from home he doesn't have a car Mm -hmm. and so if he's leaving it's with me yeah like i'm I'm taking him somewhere (laughs) it's not like going for boys trips over the weekend in austin or anything like that so it's been interesting to Mm -hmm. just like feel that like oh how am i feeling in myself at home right now Mm -hmm. like 
do I, f- I, I feel safe. I'm yeah. okay. Like yeah. I thought I was going to feel very much like I needed to hide in my room. Like <laughs> if any UPS driver came yeah. or whatever, like, um, but I've been okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's an adjustment. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. always new experiences right. in your relationship mm-hmm. where trials will come up Yeah, and you just got to handle them. Mm-hmm. I love this last question though, of like, what makes a guy husband material? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that can be answered in so many different ways. I'll kind of come from this like perspective of it just being that you are cared for. Mm. Um, because I think caring can look that you yourself, your own individual needs have been met and that you can say like, I, I feel, feel noticed. Yeah, I feel noticed. I feel, I feel cared for. acknowledged. I feel cared for. I feel loved. Yeah. Um, because again, like for you, it could be quality time, right? Mm-hmm. My partner is spending time with me and because they went out of their way and like, just spent this like two hours with me yeah. doing you know just running errands together mm-hmm. i feel cared for right for someone else it can be i was you know at work all day and i came home and they had a home-cooked meal yeah right and i feel cared for because yeah. they like are taking care of me um for someone else it can be that they're financially being taken care of um maybe it's just like that they feel special on special holidays yeah right so it's more so like for yourself how do you feel at the end of the day of like oh yeah my partner was able to meet those needs yeah um and just recognize that for yourself you have different needs from maybe a friend of yours mm-hmm. and that's okay um or maybe what you see on tv right because <laughs> i think sometimes if um maybe if you didn't have a really good example growing up like from your parents or even aunts and uncles or mentors, our next kind of option is like media. Yeah. Right. So then it's like, well, we obviously know that Hollywood isn't always reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I feel like yeah. sometimes you see these TikTok videos of like, um, my wife started her period today and now I'm going to clean the whole house <laughs> and bake her a cake yeah. and get her flowers and like schedule a massage. And it's like, that's nice, but that's not going to happen for most of us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you might have yeah. a very considerate guy in one area, but mm-hmm. if you can find a guy that does all of that for you, right, right, he's definitely husband material. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but even in that situation, like they're not spending time together, so someone who values quality time, right, that would still be like, but where, where yeah, where, where you were at? you all yeah. day? I was here alone in bed <laughs> while you were running these errands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like emotional maturity mm-hmm. and ability to like have open communication mm-hmm. is a must have. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's, just, that's, I guess maybe one of my, like mm-hmm. I feel cared for yeah. feeling like you can speak openly with me mm-hmm. and have mature conversations. Right. Because right. we don't have time for boys. Yeah. <laughs> only men, men yeah. only, for me and yeah. for you, if you want women, that's fine, <laughs> but no girls, like we're not into, we're not here to play games anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we want grown adults. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This part that like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Can we have a conversation? And they can say, yeah, of course. Let me turn off the TV. Let me put the phone away. Let me look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think sometimes the busyness of life can feel like, let me just get to this. Let me just get to that. Right. But then again, it's like, oh, I don't feel prioritized, mm-hmm. right? Because you prioritize everything else and everyone else um, over just having this conversation, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I think that sometimes that part of maturity of just recognizing, like, oh, this is what my partner needs. Like, yeah. And this is also maybe for them what, what they need, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you, they don't want to be, like, 
that other person we talked about who felt like my partner's walking all over me and I have nowhere, can't discuss anything. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the comments, people are saying that they should probably wait a little bit longer too to get married just because of their age. Um, and I'm, you know, I don't know you, so I can't really speak mm-hmm. to that. But, you know, there's basically saying a lot can change in the next two to three years from mm-hmm. the time that you're 23 to the time you're 25 or 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just give that some time. Mm-hmm. And then another person kind of gave that those category rundowns of finances, family, mm-hmm. sexual compatibility, you know, living goals, like where you want to live, mm-hmm. what kind of lifestyle you want to be yeah. living. Um, perspectives on divorce. That's an mm-hmm. interesting one. But that's definitely something that needs to be talked about. Um, and explicit discussion on how monogamy looks for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Like yeah. how, how do you define cheating? Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people can be, obviously there's this intercourse part that's like, oh yeah, that's all. definitely obvious. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then it's like, if you find out that your partner is liking some other girl's photos, mm-hmm. like, is that cheating? Right. Right. So um, I think there's like this huge portion, especially with availability, with technology, just kind of knowing, having that conversation of like, this is a boundary. This mm-hmm. is how I feel respected. If this were to happen, I would feel disrespected and feel like some sort of betrayal happened. Yeah. Because um, I think sometimes people can have different definitions of what that looks like for sure Mm -hmm. yeah there's this whole concept of like emotional cheating Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there was a couple stories that i didn't bring up today that kind of talked about that um specifically it sounds like a lot of work dynamics it's hard to balance um like getting close at work Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. not letting that relationship interfere with your relationship with your your wife or your fiance um and then, I mean, there's this common idea of like a work wife, work husband. Yeah, so I wonder if that, that is like <laughs> yeah. legit, like a, a big thing, uh-huh. of, you know, uh, you spend nine hours a day with somebody mm-hmm. if they're right next to you working all day. It's, yeah. it's hard not to get close, but right, you definitely right. have to be establishing boundaries. Mm-hmm. Jackson has a really good friend who is a female who mm-hmm. he works with at USAA. And at first I was like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You guys slack all the time. But then I started my own relationship with Mm -hmm. her and I'm like, okay, this is, you guys are just friends. Like, and I'm not going to be the kind of person that's like, you can't have friends with, you can't be friends with other girls, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because I have a, a like lots of male friends. So I can't be one to, to set a hard foot on that. Um, and now I have a great relationship with Mm -hmm. her and we just went to her wedding. Like, you know, so it's, I think it all comes down to personal boundaries, personal, Mm -hmm whatever you're comfortable with, Mm -hmm. but also like working through maybe like me being triggered in a way that I didn't, I needed to go through it, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't coming from a place that I needed to like stick with. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I I think definitely having that open line of communication Mm -hmm. of, Hey, this is like, who is this person? Right. And they're able to say, this is so-and-so right. Versus like, no, I'm not going to show you my phone. Right. Then all of a sudden I'll be like, let me see your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So just like those little things, right? Again, the yeah. maturity part. <laughs> yeah. And if you're seeing a couple of things like that where they're acting a little bit sus, definitely, mm-hmm. you know, questions need to be raised. Yeah. But um, okay. I think that's great. And what's the name of the 
the document that you're talking about, the resource on your website that has all the questions? Um, there's actually one that's a free download. Um, it's okay if you don't know it now. We'll put it in the yeah, description. Yeah, yeah. We'll link it in the description, <laughs> yeah, Bridal yeah. Babes. Yeah, so so you better go to YouTube and look at that yeah, description. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, you can go to Modern Wellness Counseling, go to free resources, and there's a lot of different freebies there yeah. that are related for um, – premarital kind of engaged couples but also even just like hey these are some important things to discuss um i think it's eight conversations to have before your wedding day okay. now that i think of it nice. yeah um and there's an, another one that you can there's one that's a free download then there's one that you can purchase that's i believe like 15 dollars or something like it's really really affordable that just goes a little bit more in depth okay. um and then there's the one that i mentioned that is like over so many hundreds of questions that one's in our bigger diamond package okay um so so the reason we kind of did that is so that way you can utilize all the communication skills that you learned and be able to apply that to maybe some more sensitive topics okay. if needed um but yeah it's just a matter of like how how deep do you want that conversation to go <laughs> <laughs> perfect and thank you for having those resources yeah available. yeah okay well with that, I think that's our last story. That's all we have time for today, yeah. Priscilla. Um, I learned a lot today. Thank you so much, Priscilla. I am definitely going to be a post-marriage premarital counseling <laughs> consumer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just since I'm like five weeks out. It's mm -hmm. craziness right mm -hmm. now, but um, I really do appreciate you taking the time yeah. and your twins i can't wait <laughs> to see them um you know we'll probably have you in the episode one more time before yeah. you have them but mm -hmm. i'm just yeah. so excited um, yeah thanks for having me and yeah i love like being able to share you know just like these resources and tips and yeah. you know especially when it comes to long-term relationships i think that it can be a little bit daunting for some people and then other people are just like this is what i want and i know it yeah. right so i think just asking the questions asking cat on like instagram or in any way just like let us know how we can help and i just love being able to be able to kind of be that resource for everyone yeah yeah we're so appreciative of you and bridal babes if you have questions for priscilla send it to mm -hmm. us send it to her mm -hmm. um at modern wellness counseling um on yeah. instagram yeah. and tiktok mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. she is ready to be your resource for all things relationship assistance, mm -hmm. wedding, marriage, not wedding, not showing a wedding planner, but marriage, <laughs> <laughs> foundational soft skills. Yeah. She's got you covered on. <laughs> <I> got you. <laughs> yes. So, and your website also, right? Modernwellnesscounseling.com. So yeah. find her online. Um, and don't forget, the buzz doesn't have to stop here. We are also everywhere online. You can find us, like I said, on Instagram. DM me if you have any questions, wedding-related, premarital-related, um, about me. I'm an open book. One <laughs> would love to hear from you and just, you know, want to meet you where your needs are in your wedding planning journey. Mm -hmm. So we love you. We appreciate you. <laughs> and um, we'll see you next time. So bye, Rattle Babes. Bye.